Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to take the play to stop the draft. That last run, in fact, again, they push the pass for the first. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Dick Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show. All the way from across the pond, here are your hosts, Tip Sweeney and Richard Hindley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 170. I'm your host, Tip Sweeney, joined by my good friend and draft tech analyst, Rich Hindley. Rich, I'm glad my prediction was right. <laughs> for a change <laughs> Jets Otherwise, it's not the show. Yeah. <laughs> Jets on the road big win 27-10 um, I thought like first of all Jets got it hard to go on offense get things going but in fairness the Jets uh, they bossed the game um, special teams offense defense they looked strong on the road against uh, you know a top opponent top top Elite quarterback. Happy days. Yeah, four and two in great way to start the season. Forced off um, in terms of the game itself. Yeah, like all three phases of the ball. Like yeah, pass offense now wasn't great. I will say that, but like our, our rush offense was really really good. We played uh, good on both sides, like on defense in the air and uh, on the ground. I thought we handled both their running backs very well too. Special teams come up big with a, a, a nice six-pointer. And, yeah, like, teams don't usually go to win in Lambeau Field. It's it's not kind of the done thing, you know, under, like, the current head coach, Joe Aaron. Like, we, we did touch on it, like, a couple of weeks ago when we were going through our sort of uh, predictions for the start of the season. This was the game for me that, like, I circled as, like, where we can announce ourselves. You know, uh, I think, uh, well, yeah, they are a good team and all the stuff you said, like, about Rogers is correct. Rogers is on a lot of money and they don't have a good roster around them, you know. So, for me, they were quite beatable. And it was actually, I don't mean this to sound the way it does, but it was actually nice to beat them and think we actually, like, what if we actually had to pass the ball well? You, you know, like, we still beat them by 17 points and we didn't pass the ball well. You know, like, when you when you add that into the equation, like, yeah, look, they're, they're a decent team, but they're very overrated in my eyes. And I think the Jets showed that 
you know, Quinn and Williams, Quincy Williams on defense, both outstanding for the day. Like, again, I would have been like, not one to like sort of question Quinn and Williams. I was one kind of waiting for him to be this player. <laughs> you know, like people were saying he was this player, but he hadn't shown this before. He's shown it now, which is fantastic. Uh, he was kind of like a one-man wreck machine there. Uh, just I'd say when he was going to Tyler later on tonight, probably had to like check over his back to make sure Quinn Williams wasn't standing there ready to pounce. You know, uh, he was outstanding. Quincy Williams, the brother back after injury as well. I think he had ten or twelve tackles on the game. Played really, really defensive backs. I thought he did very, very well. We, we sort of played a lot more man coverage there. Um, maybe kind of to make the sort of skill players beat us, shall we say? And yeah, I think in the, for the most part we held up very well against the pass and Aaron Rodgers. Like uh, overall, like there's really nothing to be upset about. Like yeah, okay, we could, as I said, have passed the ball a bit better, and you know. The, the fact being that we could f- find ways of winning the game, running the ball when the passing game wasn't working, and we found success on the ground is another actual very, very good sign moving forward because that's the kind of football that wins your games in December and January. Like teams that have the ability to find a way to run the ball successfully in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, how we're finishing out games as well, Ian, outstanding again. Like we, we look like, you know, we were safe there. We we there was no sort of squeaky well measure the seat type of thing were holding on. We won that game comfortably, and I think Green Bay kind of knew that by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, for me, the Jets, the Jets D line and linebackers bullied um, the Green Bay offense, uh, as well as the likes of Quinn and Williams, even his brother Quincy, like he's tackling in him was immense. Um, Quinn and I seen him hitting Aaron Aaron uh, Rogers up the middle. Yeah, he forgot his name. Uh, the hit as well. <laughs> he, he, um, he absolutely planted him, uh, but he done the right thing. He rolled off straight away, where I was expecting because I seen it, uh, it could have been ten or fifteen minutes before that, where uh, the refs never threw a flag for a lay hit on the sideline for one of the Jets players. Um, so I was expecting the refs to have another mayor in this game. Um, but like that, the defensive line, the, the the linebackers as well, they were immense in this game. Uh, Quincy Williams, yeah, he was, he, he wouldn't think he was only after coming back from injury, but he was like, um, he was like lightning in a bottle for that defense. Um, Good to see uh, Parks getting a TD. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think um, as a unit, if you get me, like you know, like Michael Clemens as well was the one that was come up the middle, made the block. You know, the, the yeah. set up. Uh, it was really, really good. Like, Clemens and Williams. Yeah, like for a whole like te- team performance, like you can't knock it. Like, uh, like yeah, there are a couple of little discussion points that we probably will get into. It would be the likes of like targets for Garrett Wilson and more and things like that. They didn't seem to be there and was it them just not getting open? Like I kind of felt like the O-line kind of gave Zach Wilson a bit more time this week. You know, I think think uh, there was players rich getting open. Um, 
but I think it's on Zach. Um, at the moment, he's playing QB like a game manager, but to, for me, I'm happy to see him play as game manager year two and grow into the quarterback we want, the quarterback of the future yeah. we, 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 we've been looking for for years. So patience is needed here. But if, like I listened to Mark Sanchez today in a podcast, and he even said like he's been in he's been in that situation himself. But and he like that he even said he's on track. Um, people have to realize as well. He didn't start the season last year. He missed some of the season as well, so he's still learning. Like yeah, you know. Well, he didn't have a good day, but he didn't make any mistakes either. Yeah, you know, like. He, he, he played mistake-free football, which was a, a big improvement when you look for it from that perspective. But yeah, I think his overall performance through the air it wasn't one of his. You know, you're not going to stick that on to look at the real Zach Wilson. To be fair, no, but, but yeah, I think the fact being that he's not making mistakes when he is having a bad game, as in he's not trying to force things to happen. I think exactly. that's probably the most impressive thing about his bad performance. If you get exactly, he's not throwing any uh, silly interceptions, but like that. Um, I think the likes of targets will come when he gets more comfortable um, in the pocket, uh, gets more comfortable with his receivers and that. So I'm I'm not panicking. Um, like Bryce Hall, I think had another outstanding day. Like within each with each week that passes, he's just growing and growing and growing and become becoming more comfortable looking in the offense. Um. 116 yards on on the ground uh, for 20 runs. That, that that's pretty pretty big. And then you got um um his partner in crime. Um, Michael Carr, yeah, yeah, did well. Like he, yeah, six carry, six attempts, six carries, 41 yards. And when like that, when he came on in the fourth quarter, like there was a pop. Um, so yeah, like enough love. An awful lot of media, an awful lot of football fans are talking about other running back duos. I think we've got a hell of a running back duo. I think we've the best duo since um, Sean Green and I'm LT. No, LT. All right. That's that's the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I like I like I like both of them. I, I think they complement each other well, and I exactly. think. In a way, the Jets are kind of playing the hot hand at the minute with Brees Hall. Yeah. Now he's flying. I think his vision on the field, met, like it's quality. It's it's like what we were supposed to have gotten when we signed Le'Veon Battle. This yeah. is what it was supposed to be like. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what quality the Jets needed. And you know, that vision, the ability to run, like. He, he looks even in the NFL like sometimes he's a, a man playing against boys the way he just swats off tackles and everything. Like to be doing that as a rookie is impressive. Like he, to me, he's he's a top ten running back in the NFL this year already. Like yeah. going on what he's doing and it, like he looks like he's got so much more there as well. I think I think Carter is kind of the person that kind of needs to be patient if you get me. I think uh, yeah. he might get more touchdowns and maybe less yardage if you if you know what I mean. Like as in that they'll get Hall to do the sort of uh, the heavy walk. But I think the fact being that we've got both of them, 
it keeps them both kind of fresh for the fourth quarter, which is where we seem to be doing the most damage when teams get tired. We've got these guys that are still kind of still electric at that stage, you know, where other guys, the batteries are running down, they're running the ball too often or too much. Boom, you can you can rest Brees Hall like for for a full set and let Carter come in and and take up the slack in the fourth quarter and be really really effective and yeah it's just it, it's it's even the play calling with both of them on the field at the same time there's quite a few of those that um, we've had that scenario where the t- the defense has been caught out with what we're going to do so from even a play calling perspective with both of them it's exciting and interesting from that part too to see. What else we can kind of come up with moving forward? Yeah. Um, another name I want to mention that's quietly having a decent season in my eyes is uh, Rankins, D-tackle. Like last year, he was basically injured for most of the season, but and he didn't look like much of a player. Because when he came out with Louisville, he was one of my favourite uh, players in that draft. Uh, but yeah, he's quietly having a decent season beside Quinnen. And it seems like he's he's freeing up Quinnen, which is it's good to see. Uh, another another guy, yeah, and he's see. making his own impact as well, Ian. Like I, I think nearly uh, it kind of the last two weeks now has the kind of uh, feel that each member of the D line is pushing pushing each other on. Yeah, you know, like there's a bit of even competition between them to like be effective on this play. It's like they want to be the one that's getting there forced. It's not about will we get there. It's like I want to get there forced. Yeah, it has that kind of feel to it the last couple of weeks. So uh, that's down to the personnel, like and or enthusiasm, and I suppose getting bought into the, what Robert Salas selling there. And yeah, it looks like it's starting to work really, really well. We still don't put up huge sack numbers, but we're getting to the quarterback a lot more from a pressure standpoint as well. Like the, Those numbers are way, way up. Yeah, four sacks in that game. Uh, five tackles for losses. Um, the other thing is, um, another player I want to big shout out is uh, left tackle Brown. Um, looked decent uh, like that. He's only back from injury. He's, what, 37 years of age. But he's not playing like he's 37 years of age. He's playing like, he's playing like, Ashley, he's playing like Ashley Young. <laughs> he, still, he still enjoys the, the pull around. Like, I mean, when yeah. uh, he starts getting moving in the open field, the Jets actually have been very successful running the ball that side. Funnily enough, like with him and Tomlinson on that side, they have uh, found a lot of success. And, yeah, it's easy to see why. When you, like, when you do see him... Uh, kind of move uh, at that size. He's a scary-looking prospect when you see the DBs up in front of him. It must be a great like sort of thing to see as as a running back to have him in front of you because it does kind of just open up a lot more lanes. And, yeah, he's been very, very effective at it, particularly like with moving and pulling around and stuff like that and getting to the second level. You've seen him doing it quite a lot now, which is great. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like with him... At left tackle, it's helping Tomlinson. It's also helping the rest of the offensive line. And the the chap that's playing um, right tackle is doing a decent job as well. They got from um, the Eagles in free agency. Um, Harvig or something, is it? Yeah, Harvig. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Jets decided to cut and send... um, Bear with me. McDermott. 
um, tackle McDermott to the practice squad and they signed uh, Mike Reamers. So Mike Reamers, they must be fairly happy with him. Must see something pretty decent there with Mike Reamers, the 53-man roster. And it can't be any worse than uh, Conor McDermott. I think myself or yourself could do a, a better job than what he could do with left tackle or right tackle. No, like I, I have to say, like <laughs> the, 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 the O-line is probably the weakest part of the Jets team at the minute. But you still kind of have to give some plaudits to them because of how they are actually performing under that kind of adversity. Like the, we've had a kind of better setup in previous years, and our all line have been absolutely diabolical. So for them to be performing to that kind of level under that stress of like players missing, switching around positions, all of it, it's it's actually brilliant. Like you know, you kind of. Not begrudgingly give them a bit of hats off type of thing, but yeah, they kind of do deserve a bit of credit for how they're staying in there. And I think, yeah, the, the weeks that we kind of feel like that, that we're winning in the trenches, particularly in the fourth quarter, I think when we see us winning regularly in the trenches in the fourth quarter, well, that's when we're winning games, we're, we're being competitive. And the O-line, well, they might not be playing great in maybe the first or the second quarter in some of the games. But in the fourth quarter, they kind of have always had it kind of switched on that you know, either brought us back into the game or put the game to bed. So, yeah, you kind of have to give them props for what they're doing, given it been a kind of a skeleton line that you wouldn't have picked start the season with, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on to the game this week. Um, I penciled this game into a, a tough one for the Jets because normally when the Jets go and travel to Denver, they struggle because of the uh, altitude. altitude and, and stuff. Um, uh, I was expecting the Alexa Denver to be strong this year because they have a decent roster. They traded for Wilson as well, um, which Wilson uh, was rated around the league as a top, top, top quarterback, but he's struggling. The new head coach is struggling. He's doing today as well, even, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it, it sounds like Wilson is out injured for this game, hamstring, and their backup is going to come in. Never heard of him. Um, there's rumblings in the, the camp that the likes of Jerry Judy is a he's, he's a childish kind of a player. Um, he's he's not too happy. Melvin Gordon is not too happy. He's not getting any snaps. But lo and behold, the head coach comes out and says he's starting this week. The running back Melvin Gordon, but um, as I said last week, and as Sauce keeps saying, the Jets, the road warriors, I'm expecting the Jets go up there and kick the shit out of uh, Denver. I think this game could be a tight one. I, I do think the sort of deck is stacked in the Jets' favour this this week again, particularly if Russell Wilson doesn't play. Like, if Russell Wilson doesn't play, you'll be kind of disappointed if we don't win. Uh, if he does, you could kind of still be a little bit disappointed if we don't win. You're, you're right. I think, look, yeah, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. He's rated as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But it was still a terrible decision to bring him to Denver. Like, it, it did not bring that, like, whole sort of franchise forward one little bit. You don't add a contract like that and then think you can get stronger. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that contract weakens everywhere else. So, and then you give up a lot of 
draft capital to get him too. So for me, Seattle's definitely one that you see how well Geno Smith's playing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I do think it, it could be a game where we could take our eye off the ball. I just kind of have that feel to it, if you get me. It's yeah, very rare to kind of go away from home to these places, Ian, and be kind of favourites. And like every week we've played, we haven't been the favourites, we've been the underdogs. I think this could be the first week where we're actually favourite. I'll be surprised if we're not favourites because given the form of teams, like Vegas has to look at us as the team that's the one most likely to win. So having the kind of favourites tag could hamper us a little bit, could help. Denver along and then yeah you have the conditions like <clears throat> there will be a test actually this week will will we perform like we have done in the fourth quarter because that's when we will feel it like up at that altitude um, but you would still kind of think that maybe Denver might struggle with the altitude given how they've performed over the last couple of weeks too so I don't know uh, like <clears throat> my fingers are crossed but like I, I do think over like I was looking at the the next run of games like we've got three more games before like our bye week. Yeah. Like I do really think we can win two of those three games. Like we've got Denver, yeah. we've got the Bills, and we've got the Pats. Like and yeah, I would look at Denver and the Patriots as the two teams we can win against and kind of go into the bye six and three, which you know we're not far away from it now, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I just kind of feel now that I've circled that sort of Broncos game as a win and combined that Russell Wilson mightn't play. It could be one of those trap games for us that we just take our eye off the ball a little bit. But if we do win and we win and we can get the passing game going this week, I'll be seriously impressed. Like, you know, the team will have gone up in my estimation again. Yeah, um, Denver are minus one. With um, Vegas, so uh, take it whatever way you want. But um, yeah, as I said, they're a load of team. It, it it looks it looked to me like they were stacking the deck against um, Aaron Rodgers, and ended up settling for Wilson because Aaron Rodgers' buddies, his buddy uh, from. Uh, Green Bay became the head coach. Uh, like the team was built for for um, Aaron Rodgers to come in and win. Um, it wasn't really built for Wilson to come in because Wilson is the type of player that uh, likes to escape the pocket to, uh, on the, um, the, and roll to the left where he's done that for years at Seattle and he's He's got his offensive line into an awful lot of trouble in uh, Seattle for years, but yeah, I, I was hoping I was hoping Wilson was going to be fit enough for this game. Well, I think what I'm more interested in our Wilson and how he does. Do you know, like we kind of know what type of player Russell Wilson is, what he can do on a good day, and we kind of also know that he can be shut down and <laughs> you know so. I kind of hope it's that one if he does play. But, yeah, again, I'm kind of more interested in how our Wilson, both our Wilsons play, actually, because I think uh, the wide receiver could do it a, a, a big game this weekend, maybe four to six catches or something along those lines, but a touchdown, the same with Elijah Moore. You know, get the sort of feel that 
they belong in the offense. They have a role to play. I think last week, while it was a great team win, you can kind of there can be a danger of players like wide receivers then feeling a little bit disconnected, and you kind of need to have those guys in tune, ready to go when when called upon, and not like lose interest like you see Robbie Anderson I don't know what happened over there like the, the head coach sent him to the locker room all the stuff that was obviously being said on the sideline and attitude so like yeah, you know it, it can he's, happen he's Where, gone now gone yeah, he's gone training. Now, yeah, yeah uh, well, look uh, Rich what's your thought on, thoughts on Moore uh, Moore came out uh, after the weekend and like not that he's unhappy but he He's questioning why he's not getting targeted. For me, any time he's been targeted, the I've seen he's been on, he's been running the sidelines uh, against bigger uh, cornerbacks. And for me, if I was using more, I'd use him more in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're right. Yeah. But like, I think he'd be I more. Think that's we had envisaged him playing like on the outside and you know Davis is certainly a big enough player to play on the outside so like yeah I always thought like Moore and Barrios we are two sort of smaller inside guys and exactly yeah like like I think back to like sort of uh, last year where he carried us quite a bit and was that shining light there are a couple of other targets around. Like, I think the running backs are taking a lot more targets this year yeah. away from the wide receivers. You also have the tight ends involved, which we wanted as an offense, like, for years and years because we had no tight end involvement. And even um, the new guy, CJ Ushmazna, the fella from Cincinnati, had a nice kind of screen pass there or that gave us a big force down there, like, um, so yeah, like, I think we're getting a lot of guys involved. Um, but I don't think, like, while more might have a gripe and stuff like that, I, I'd kind of rather him say that after he watches the film. You know, because, like, if I'm, if I'm Elijah Moore and I'm in the film room with Zach Wilson, I'm pointing out every time I'm open. So I kind of know after the film, well, right, I need to get better or getting open or, the quarterback needs to get better at seeing me. And if I'm seeing it and you're getting open, then great. Do you know what I mean? But like, I, it's kind of hard for us to see, is he getting open all the time or has he been well covered? And it's just, he's not an option. In those instances, obviously Zach Wilson is right not to pass the ball to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but if he is getting open and Zach Wilson isn't seeing him, well, then that's a different kind of thing that needs to be rectified. And that then will in turn sort of, stop any issue Elijah Moore may have because that's what your coaches are for is to highlight what the QB could be missing or what the wide receiver could be doing a little bit better to get open, to get that extra yard of separation to make him an option for the wide receiver out of the quarterback to pass to him. So, yeah, there probably needs to be a bit of stuff done in the film room this week to decide all this type of stuff. But, yeah, we do kind of need to get Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore for me more into the games and more relevant and more of an option. And yeah. when you kind of look at the trio, like while you, there are better out there, we have the kind of bones of a nice sort of trio of wide receivers, particularly when you add Barrios in as that sort of little 
Swiss Army Knife Trickster guy as well. Like yeah. we have nice options on on offense now. Like we can't use the excuse we use for Darnell now with Zach Wilson. Like he, he while they, as I said, while they may not be elite. They're kind of on the way to that. Like even as I said, if Davis is a tall wide receiver, he's a heck of a tall wide receiver, you know. So yeah, yeah like I think uh, maybe there's a bit more time needed. Maybe the game plan itself was to not like air it out and to get the run game going. Maybe that was the game plan was running the ball, using up the clock and keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field, which again looked like. A smart thing to do given the circumstances with um, them coming back from London as well. You know, the Jets would have known they would have been tired. Like, and that's kind of how it worked out. They were kind of out of sight even before they kind of had to potentially turn it on in the fourth quarter. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, Denver again thrown in the air too can be a little bit different for, for the quarterback that's not used to it. Like, as in balls can fly that extra yard or two. Uh, so like, yeah, maybe a bit more short passing this week, you know, uh, quick passes, screens, yeah. of that type of stuff, or slant passes, all of those type of things, quick hit ones to get the offense up and running to then potentially open up the run game that bit more as it goes. That's kind of what I would like to see. Give the guys plenty of targets, have like their head in the swivel for the quarterback, looking for the best quick option or take off or hand, you know, things like that. I think we need to look at to try and just get everybody sort of firing. Like, you, you you do want your two young guys at wide receiver to be feeling more included in the plays, I think, you know? Yeah, well, for me, Rich, and I noticed in that game, I said it's been quite fortunate, um, an awful lot of the passes Zach was thrown, um, and an awful lot of the plays the Jets were running on offense. Like, the routes were 10 yards plus, where the cornerbacks were given the Jets um, wide receivers at least 8 to 10 yards uh, running room where that was a chance to start hitting the, the likes of Moore like 5 yards and turning back catching the ball 5 yards like Tom Brady used to do that with the, with the Patriots 5 yards 5 yards 5 yards and then he'd hit you with, a, with 20 yards then 5 yards then yeah. 20 yards you know mixing it up where the Jets, yeah. they're, they're on offense, it seems to be an awful lot of 10 yards plus with with routes. That's where I think yeah, the Jets would, like you, you it know, kind of needs time for them to develop. Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? Like, as in that, the yeah. long developing ones does not really that top process of like a quick five yards. Yeah, no, I, yeah, but I see what, what you're saying. And like, yeah, when teams do play off, you, you yeah. kind of need those quick hitters to then bring them closer up to the line so then you can exactly. hit them over the top. Exactly, because that's where um, the likes of there was a play with Wilson to Wilson and um, they're one of the, the the main cornerback for Green Bay, his name excuses me at the moment, but he was able, was yeah, 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 he was able to get the tackle in straight away because it was ten yard plus, and he hit him with ten or twelve yards. Uh, but the, that's what I'm saying. If cornerback was a little bit behind, wasn't it? Ian? Yeah, a yeah, bit behind. Said, yeah, yeah. But I don't know Even even that, their cornerbacks were giving him at least ten yards of uh, run room. That's where. If you're going to use the likes of Moore in the slot, use them five yards, turn, catch the ball. Cornerbacks are going to start creeping up then. And then you'll be able to get in behind the cornerbacks. 
I think this week uh, it didn't really uh, sort of suit the game plan, if you get me. I think, yeah. like it did, like in theory, but I think the one that they went with, as in like wanting to run the ball and establish the run game and utilise what they felt was their advantage, which was like a lot of big guys moving in space to give us an extra couple of yards on the ground. And yeah, like when you're trying to win a fo- football game away from home, you have to kind of run the football. Yeah. You have to pass it too, don't get me wrong, but you just, you can't make mistakes in the passing game. If you make mistakes in the passing game away from home, you're usually beaten. The Jets didn't do that either. And I think that was probably more important than having a good game was to not make mistakes. I yeah. think that probably was what the Jets looked at as in if we can run the ball effectively, stop Green Bay from scoring and running effectively and passing it through the air effectively, well, then we win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jets traveling up to Denver. I'm going for a win. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go twenty-four to. I'll go twenty-four to fourteen. Win for the Jets. Ten point win. Yeah, I'm going for thirty-one. Seventeen. Yeah, well, let's hope we'll be talking about being five and two, which, like, yeah. I know, like, uh, it's early days, Ian, but we are technically the third seed, even though we're not, like, but in terms of, like, um, our record, we've the third best record in, in the AFC. Well, now, me personally, I don't think we're, that we are that high of a team. I think we could be, like, in the sort of from yeah, definitely we're in the top ten, but I, I would say probably maybe around the, the sixth or seventh range at the minute. Uh, but overall, Ian, what's what's your thoughts on the kind of uh, strength of the AFC and where we're ranking at the minute? Like, do you think it's flattering to us, or do you think that that's fair where we like where we are? I think due to injuries on certain teams. I think it's lateral to us. But I do think the Jets are growing within each week. But next year, I think, is going to be our year where we're going to make a major impact. So that's where I'm looking. I'm I'm not looking for the Jets to get to play off this year, even if they do. Uh, it's a major plus. But um, look... Take each week as it comes. Take each game as it comes. Um, if we win, we win. But I want to see progress. That's all I care about this year. For the four six games there, Ian, like with the four and two record, do you think then that like sort of vaults us further next year, even from our expectations before? You know what I mean? Like as you said, it wasn't really this year, and I agree with you. Well, we were both like saying next year is the year for it all to kind of come together to, you know, really, really challenge. But does this start then kind of uh, vault us a little bit further on next year, if you get me? I'm not sure because, as I said last week, um, if we had Zach Wilson in game one, we would have won that game against um, um, against Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I also think we would have, we could have beaten Cincy and we could be 6-0. and all. Yeah, that's why I look at it now. I think I think because of Zach's injury and because um, Flacco, oh, yeah, Flacco was, was 
like uh, the Statue of Liberty. Um, yeah, you're right. I think we're a full, fully fit roster. I think we could be six and zero. Like yeah. if we had a went in with the O line, I think that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the one that we've had to kind of like rearrange as we went, I, I think yeah, it wouldn't be flattering us to be six and zero given the performances we had. Yeah. Like, like you look at you look at the likes of Miami. Miami are explosive. Their quarterback went down. And I do think we would have done a job against Tua. Um, you've got um, New England up there. They're getting old. They're they're, they're going backwards. Um, I think at the moment they're lucky because Zappi, um, I think, I don't know what it is or how they're doing it, but they're winning games and I don't think they're as good as what they think they are and what the league thinks they are. Um, I, I think we're a lot better than what we thought we were. And I think we're improving. The young the young guys are studs. Like, we're we're after hitting on uh, wide receiver, cornerback. Um, it looks like JJ is going to be another hit. Uh, we're after hitting on the running back round two. Uh, it looks like we're after a hitting on uh, right tackle. Uh, Clemens looks like he's another hit. That's that's serious. And then the year before, we're after having more hits. Like AVT's an absolute monster on the offensive line. I think for for me, he's player of the year so far. And one quick question in before we finish, I just seen a rumor that. Um... Hall, our favourite fifth round cornerback, could be on the trade block. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Um, if he is, he is, but I'd rather keep him because you never know what, like, when it comes to Jets or Whitman and so on, looking for injuries. I, like, what if somebody goes down, you're going to need a, a decent backup to come in. I, I'd, I'd hold. That sort of signified that, that Eccles and Carter are family above him on the depth then. Yeah. Um, I don't think Salah trusts him, to be honest. Um, he right. had a bad, bad preseason. Um, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, he, he's decent, but he just doesn't have, like, ball, eye to ball, ball to eye. He just doesn't have that kind of thing that. He's got very traits, hasn't he? But, like. Yeah, yeah. He can track players um, or get into tackle. Yeah. yeah, like, he can't, he can't connect, you know, he can't get interceptions. Can yeah. Well, look. Anyway, brings us to the end of the show. Um, I think the Jets are going to win. You think the Jets are going to win? Um, yeah, it's slow for me. Two next week. Yeah, and slow for me. Yeah. All right. Good. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.